This Iowa basketball team makes me want to believe optimism today on Locked On Hawkeyes. Our Locked On Hawkeyes, your daily podcast on the Iowa Hawkeyes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, welcome in. I'm Trent Condon, and this is the Lockdown Hawkeyes podcast. Thanks for making Lockdown Hawkeyes your first listen each and every day. We're available wherever you get podcasts, Google, Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, you name it. We're there, and we're also on YouTube. You can watch us there. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. Helps us get in front of more Hawkeye fans. Today's episode of the Lockdown Hawkeyes podcast is brought to you by FanDuel. FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. Well, hopefully you jumped aboard FanDuel. You laid the points with the Hawkeyes tonight, and you faded me because I was on the under in this game, and, well, for the first 30 minutes or so, I thought I was in pretty good shape. Obviously, didn't turn out that way. 86-70, to 70, Iowa gets the win, and it flies past the total of 151 at FanDuel. We're not worried about totals. We're just worried about wins. And Iowa gets another win back at Carver-Hawkeye Arena at a night where, at times, it felt a little nerve-wracking. Iowa gets down nine in the first half of the game. Great comeback at the end of the first half. A couple of different times in the second half, including once. It was a one-point game with about 10 minutes to play, but... Iowa was able to flex their muscle. The shots were falling. And this, again, is what we talk about with this Iowa basketball team. When things are clicking, when they're hitting shots. Now, I get it. Any basketball team that is hitting shots, you're going to look pretty good. It doesn't matter what you are. You're making buckets. You're going to be a pretty good team. But the way that Iowa is built, the way that they play, you just continue to see it time in and time out that this is going to be a team that is going to be a difficult out for most anybody in college basketball, a year that feels as wide open as maybe we have ever seen before. Yes, Purdue certainly has flexed their muscle. We've seen Houston at the top, though they've taken a couple losses this year. Alabama, a lot of people consider them the number one team in the country. Last weekend, they go into Norman against a pretty average Sooner team, and they get absolutely obliterated, and that's talking about the top end of college basketball. And here's this Iowa team going up against Northwestern, the surprise of the Big Ten, better than anybody could have possibly anticipated that they were going to be. You lose the two bigs that they had from a year ago. Both those guys depart. Young's at Duke right now, and you have Pete Nance that are playing at Carolina. You think they're going to take a big step back. That's not been the case. And I was really impressed by this Northwestern team. They didn't shoot it well from the outside. Credit to the Iowa defense for some of that and making it difficult on them. Base guarding Boo Booey, making it incredible difficult on him. But, you know, Iowa. They're hitting shots. They're playing a little defense. And though I was impressed and certainly more impressed than I thought I was going to be by this Northwestern team, even a losing effort, all the credit goes to the Hawkeyes. So we got some fun things we're going to talk about here today. We're going to, of course, talk about the game, but also some numbers to ponder and to look forward to and some tournament resumes that match up with what Iowa looks to be, projects to be at least at this point in time when we look forward to the NCAA tournament. We'll get into all that here today as we await 
later in the day on Wednesday. It will be the press conference for Kirk Ferentz. We'll have a reaction to that uh, coming your way into your feed a little bit later as well, and we'll see what happens out of that. Let's get into the game, though, and talk about what we saw first half that Iowa jumps out early, gets in control of the game, and for a moment there, felt like maybe they were going to cruise, but Northwestern battled back 13-1 to run out of the Wildcats, and Iowa found themselves at one point down nine in the first half. But here's a reason for optimism, and we've seen this a bunch this year, even in efforts where Iowa ultimately doesn't get the win. You think back to that Wisconsin game, down in the game throughout, battled back, force overtime. Now, they didn't get it done, but that showed something, maybe a little bit different than some past Iowa teams. Being in a grinder like they were at Michigan State, another one that ultimately didn't end up in the win column for Iowa, but it's something that you look at with this squad and you're left thinking, maybe there's a little more toughness to them, a little more a little more dog in them, right? I love the way that Tony Perkins plays. I've always been a big fan. We've talked about that a ton here on the podcast. He was out there. He was showing that. The intensity that we saw. The forced turnover. Peyton Sanford and Tony Perkins kind of coming together and bumping chest. The four-point play. There's some swagger to this team. There, there's, there is something there. They got to play well offensively. They're not going to be able to grind many teams out. But there is something about this team that maybe feels just a little bit different. Hey, again, Philip Urbracha, credit to that dude inside. He's played against a seven-footer. He's given up height. They went to him right away. I talked about it in yesterday's podcast previewing this matchup. I thought it was a really good matchup for him, an ability for him to take the big guy off the dribble, do some things, use his, sp- his speed, his versatility in the paint, his footwork, and get buckets, and he certainly did that in a big-time way. Went to him early, went to him late, and he was outstanding again in this game. Rebracha's a guy that is not going to be an NBA player. He's not going to play in the league, anything like that. But he just finds a way to get it done. And they have those grit guys. It's Rebracha and the intensity that he plays with. It's Connor McCaffrey just doing all the smart things that he does out there on the floor. And then it's Peyton Sanford coming off the bench and doing his thing. And when he is on, we saw it again here, just absolutely outstanding. Five of seven from downtown. He's fouled on the three-pointer, gets a four-point play, would actually turned out to be a six-point play on the technical foul, foul on uh, Collins. It was just one of those nights as Iowa pulls away and pulls off the victory. A couple of other things to ponder and look at here. Mentioned Perkins, much better in this one. Had the three-pointer. Missed a couple others, but took a, a little bit of a heat check three in there. Still, his defensive intensity, he was running point a little bit, and he looked really good. We talked about a year ago, during that run, during the Big Ten tournament, at the end of the regular season as well, when it was him and Bohannon in the backcourt, a lot of people looked at it, and Toussaint moved to the bench, and Bohannon came back into the starting lineup and just thought that it was Bohannon at the point guard spot all the time. That wasn't the case. They had Tony Perkins out there running the point a whole bunch of season ago when he was in the backcourt with Bohannon. He has those skills. He has the versatility that he's able to do those things, and I like the ball in his hands. He can do some things with it. Of course, his ability to get into the lane, want to see some of those fadeaways and those jump stop jumpers start to fall a little bit more consistently for him. But there's something about him. He was playing with that swagger, that confidence. That's what he needs. Not the pouting, not the head down, not the frustration. Need to have him engaged, locked in because Tony Perkins, he is still a big, big cog of what this team is going to be. Chris Murray, kind of a quiet night for him overall. Hit a couple of big threes there in the first half as Iowa was getting back into the game. That was certainly important overall, but at times faded a little bit. That's going to be the case with him. You still want to see those times where he demands the ball. I know that's not 
his personality. That's not exactly his style, but there are going to be moments this year that they're going to need Chris Murray, not just to play well, when the ball's coming to him, when he's getting open shots, when he's getting to the rim, doing all the things that he can do. We're still going to have to see that time where he's going to demand the basketball. It's coming to me. I'm going to score because he is that talented. He is one of the few guys on this team that has that kind of ability, and we're certainly going to need a whole lot more of that. Fun game. will continue to break things down here and take a look at the tournament resume for the Hawkeyes. Another nice victory here against Northwestern. They were 40th in the net coming into play. Iowa jumps up to 33rd in the country now in the Ken Pomeroy numbers. Got some fun numbers here, some analytical numbers, and Iowa's tournament resume. Here's something interesting. Teams with similar resumes, they've had success come NCAA tournament time. I know that's what we're talking about. Also, what kind of chance does Iowa have of making the tournament now? We'll break down those numbers as we continue here. This is the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast. Today's episode of Locked On Hawkeyes is brought to you by FanDuel. Well, Super Bowl right around the corner. We're excited about it. And for your Super Bowl party, all you need is one app, FanDuel. It's America's number one sports book. We're excited here about our new sports betting partner for Lockdown because they're the number one sports book in America, FanDuel. If you're new to FanDuel, even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. Download FanDuel now so you can bet on Super Bowl 57 with the no sweat first bet. How about this? You'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. FanDuel lets you bet on everything from the money line, point spreads, who's going to score a touchdown. Talked about it. I'm on the Chiefs. I got that locked in already at plus money. Hey, it's Patrick Mahomes at plus money. Got to do it. They haven't been great against the spread this year. Of course, got the cover against Cincinnati. I'm jumping on that. I'll be playing around with the props, and we'll keep you involved with that. The FanDuel Sportsbook app, it's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Best of all, you get paid your winnings instantly. I love that. I have been, well, a sports gambler for a long time. You know, basically, since there's been internet, I've been finding a way to get on there and do some gambling. And I will tell you, in the past, not always the case. thing you love about FanDuel, you get those winnings. If you hit it big, they get you paid instantly. Join FanDuel today at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to claim your no-sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. Again, FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Trent kind of back with you again here on Lockdown Hawkeyes. Thanks for making Lockdown Hawkeyes your first listen every day, your team every day. That's what we do here on the Lockdown Network. And as we roll through here, we're talking about an Iowa victory, 86 to 70 against Northwestern. Again, I said it. I was impressed by that Northwestern team, much better than I anticipated they were going to be. Nicholson, he's not a scorer, but he's a problem in there. He takes up a lot of space. Uh, Boo Booey really liked what Iowa did many times defensively, both Ulysses and Perkins picking him up full court and at times pressuring just man on ball and not letting him even get the inbound pass and having somebody up, somebody else bring it up, start to generate their offense. I thought that was a really, really just a small thing, but a smart thing that Iowa did defensively to still slow him down. Adish, boy, that guy, he is athletic, and he can hit some tough shots, and he did. But it's about Iowa here tonight. Connor McCaffrey, a couple of three-pointers, uh, talked about him, really broke down the whole team at this point. You know, Aaron Eulis, he had the string of three consecutive games where he didn't. Uh, where Ulysses scored in double figures. Not the case tonight, but 
didn't try to do too much. Let the game came come to him. Had a couple of drives inside. Really nice finish as I was starting to uh, get a little bit of a lead there in the second half. And that's another part you want to see out of him. Just not trying to do too much. So you look at this matchup and you look at what's coming. We're going to get into the Illinois game. We'll break that down as the week continues here on Locked On Hawkeyes. But I got to thinking, you know, we have seen this team a year ago. Maybe the most frustrating end to a season of the Fran McCaffrey era. You know, we look back, the first run at the NCAA tournament, they get shipped out to Dayton. It was an absolute joke conversation for a different day the resume even with the losing streak at the end of the year there's no way that team with that resume should have been going to Dayton but they were it's not last 10 games don't matter right that's not supposed to be part of the resume anymore well it absolutely was that aside lost to Tennessee and then we see Tennessee go on and go to the sweet 16 bracket open up for them Duke got beat in the opening round and those are the things that are going to happen the losses that they had to Gonzaga to Villanova in the round of 32, look, they were just a lot better teams than Iowa. It was hard to be too frustrated about those. But a season ago, after the Big Ten championship run in the Big Ten tournament, going through, beating Indiana, beating Purdue, beating this Northwestern team in Rutgers, on the path to get there, so much excitement. It felt like a path that was just custom-made. That Richmond team that they played was not very good. Got a nice point guard, but that was not a good team. It was not your standard 12 seed that they saw in the first round. Well, they blew it. On the other side of the bracket there, the four seed on the bottom part of the bracket, it was Providence, who anybody that follows things analytically will tell you they were a joke, and they got run out of the gym against Kansas in the Sweet 16. But that was a frustrating thing. It was a custom-made bracket for Iowa to finally get to a Sweet 16 for the first time since 99. It was right there, and they weren't able to do it. And it just left such a sour taste. Yeah, Lucas' final game, Losing to Oregon, that was just so weird. You know, we're, we're coming on the heels of 2020. It, it just fell off. It wasn't normal. Everything's being played in Indianapolis. It's just everything was off about it. And they get run out of the building. Hey, a team got hot. Those kind of things are going to happen. You just ran into a team that was incredibly hot there. Another frustrating one. And you're left wanting a little bit more. This team, they're not going to be at those levels. I don't think they're going to even get to a five seed like they were a year ago or a two seed that they were a couple of years back. That is not a realistic goal for this squad. It's going to be about path. So I, I was thinking about that and thinking about the resume, and I went to another one of my favorite analytical sites. Now, there's tons of them out there. The ones that I use the most are Ken Pomeroy and Bart Torvik. There's Evan Maya that's out there. There's a bunch of others. Um, I saw some cool things as it goes to Synergy Sports that it talks about some things a little bit deeper, sometimes even above my head a little bit that I'm trying to figure out. But one thing that uh, I really like about Bart Torvik's site is you can kind of sort by date and when I was since this point, any team since this point in time, kind of what it is. And another thing that he has is tournament resumes. And it basically all it does is Brings up similar resumes to what the team has right now. Now, this is not the way that a team is built. This is not that Iowa style, of course, very good offensively, very bad defensively. That's not what it is. Just the resume in terms of wins, losses, quality, strength of schedule, those kind of things. The similar resume to Iowa that past NCAA tournament teams have had. So as I was looking at this, there's seven teams here listed over the last decade. I'm going to talk about these a little bit and maybe some reason for optimism here. Of those seven teams over this period of time, of them, only two got knocked out in the first round of the NCAA tournament. We also see a couple of teams that, yes, 
got to the Sweet 16. Michigan last year, similar resume to this Iowa team, also a Sweet 16 team, Wisconsin of 2016. It goes a step further. Florida State of 2018, a similar resume to this Iowa team. Got to the lead eight, and the biggest outlier maybe of them all, South Carolina. Remember when they made that run to the Final Four a few years back? Yeah, their resume, very similar to this Iowa team. Now, all these teams were anywhere from a 6 to an 11 seed. That's the seed range for these teams. So it's not showing you, you know, a, a 2 or 3 seed making a run to a Sweet 16. That's not what it is. The resume says there's maybe going to be a path here for this Iowa team. Uh, currently, you look at Bracket Matrix, which takes all the bracketologists across the country out there, puts them all together. I've seen Iowa as low as a number 12 seed. I see them as high as a number 6. Somewhere in the middle, uh, I think the average right now is about a nine seed. You want to get out of that, right? You want to be away from the round of 32 matchup against the number one seed, unless, well, you get Virginia and they get knocked off in the first round by Maryland-Baltimore County. But eh, the chances of that are not very likely. So we, you really want to stay away from that. Certainly, though, in this year's college basketball, there isn't a dominant team. You know, Another thing that would be a lot of fun here in Des Moines, where I live, there has been so much talk about, of course, Iowa State being able to play at home, close to home, and being playing here in Des Moines. If we could get a little bit more momentum, continue it on, we got a great chance. Here's another number I, I found very interesting. Again, this is from Bart Torvik. What are the chances now that Iowa is an NCAA tournament team? I, I would put it maybe 55%, something like that. Well, my math doesn't check out at least comparison to Bart Torvik. He has Iowa right now a 69.3% chance of making the NCAA tournament. Good numbers right there for this Iowa team. That is something you definitely want to take a stranglehold of. If you can pull that off, I mean, that's big time right there of getting to the tournament. 69%, very nice if Iowa can get there. Still got to build up victories. If you hold serve at home, and that includes against Illinois on Saturday, hold serve at home, beat Minnesota on the road, you're 11 and nine. And, and that was the number that I said they were going to have to get to. Now to the 0-3 start, coupled with the loss to Eastern Illinois, did that feel likely? Absolutely not. But here this team is. Are they a little bit different? Is there a little more toughness, a little bit more dog in them? Maybe, just maybe, optimism. That's a good thing. We can have that from time to time here on Locked On Hawkeyes. Well, I'm not sure how much optimism we have for later today with the Kirk Ferentz press conference. We'll talk about that. A big night upcoming for the Iowa women's team and top 10 showdown against Maryland. That'll be on big ESPN on Thursday. And the wrestling team gets ready for a road trip up to Minnesota with the Gophers on docket next for them. That's all as we continue here on Locked On Hawkeyes. Today's episode of the Lockdown Hawkeyes podcast is brought to you by Built Bar. Well, here we are. If you're looking for a delicious treat, don't want all the fat and calories, well, you gotta try a Built Bar. We just got through the holidays. I've been trying to eat a little bit better, get on the bike a little bit more. And when you're looking to get something healthy, you want to find something that's not just good for you, but also something that's tasty. Well, you gotta try Built. With Built, healthy is actually tasty. Seriously delicious. You won't even know that they're good for you. Perfect for your New Year's resolution. What makes Built Bar so good? Starters are covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. And great flavors. Churro, 
peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond. I'm not sure how Built does it, but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. And what's even better, they're healthy. Only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now you don't need to wait around for a box. You know, we've been talking about Built Bars for years here on the Lockdown Network. Going to Built.com. Now you can just go to Walmart or Sam's Club to get your hands on them. Head to your nearest Walmart today. Go to the pharmacy section and grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick up a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. And if you're close to a Sam's Club, run in, grab a 13-bar box with our hit flavors, brownie batter, and churro. You can thank me later. Trent kind of continuing once again here on Locked On Hawkeyes. Again, thanks for just here today. And we got a lot going on also on the football side of the Locked On at the Senior Bowl right now. You can get inside analysis from the host to cover the NFL's next generation in college and find out which NFL draft boards these players will be climbing all in one location. Subscribe to Locked On NFL Draft for nightly live shows. They continue here on Wednesday and Thursday evening at 8 o'clock Central. That's Locked On NFL Draft. Football, if you were with us yesterday, I went on a bit of a tirade, and I'm not going to do that again today. I sit and wait and see what we're going to see from Kirk Ferentz in the press conference. I hope that there is change of foot. I hope that he's going to do the right thing and get rid of his son as an offensive coordinator. That is hope. It is not belief. Those are two completely different things, and I don't believe that's going to happen. Look, I did it yesterday. I'm not going to do it again today. We will save it, and we will hear what we have to say, what Kirk Ferentz has to say at the press conference. Big, big matchup for the Iowa women. That will be on ESPN. Again, we have seen this team now play twice nationally on Big Fox. We have seen them play in these national spotlight games. Uh, Caitlin Clark, they, they flipped her on, on the camera last night in the uh, victory against Northwestern. She is she is the face of women's college basketball at this point in time. And, you know, seeing the environment, just seeing how great it is, banged out building, the crowd, just the love that this Iowa fan base has for this Iowa women's basketball team. It, it is absolutely a sight to behold just how incredible it is. And to have a team like this, to have a chance to you know, be a team that's going to get not just to the second weekend, but get to an Elite Eight, maybe even a Final Four. It's incredibly exciting. This is a good matchup for them, though, seeing how they match up against this Maryland team. It's going to be physical, really athletic. They're going to guard you. They're going to grind you. Brenda Fraser's team, year after year, that's what they're going to do. Should be a really, really fun matchup on Thursday night. 7.30 on ESPN. I mean, just think of that. Leading into uh, Sports Center and Van Pelt, that's what we're going to get from the Iowa women. Just a really, really cool story that continues here with Caitlin Clark and what she does with this squad. Monica Zizano continues to play at a high level. We've talked about Hannah Stolke. Just on and on and on. This team has been so much fun to watch. Defense getting better doing the things, and even with some injuries out there, they continue to find a way. Looks like them, Indiana, at the top right now. Ohio State's taking a couple of losses, but Maryland's right there, too. Just a game back, and they are ranked eighth in the country. Iowa in the latest AP poll, they come in at number six. More on this game as we'll give you an in-depth breakdown of things on tomorrow's Locked On Hawkeyes. And then Iowa wrestling against Minnesota. Look, this is not the same gopher team that they've been in the past. You think of some of the epic matchups that there have been. 
the first time that you see Brock Lesnar go out in the mat and look, look at this behemoth. I remember being a student at the time, had season tickets to the wrestling team, and me and my buddy Squirrel over there, and what in the world is this guy? I mean, we knew wrestling, we knew his name, and we, we knew a little bit about him, but he was just completely built differently just some great matchups I remember going up to the target center one year they had the the duel up there at the target center they've had a really lot of cool rivalry events minnesota program not falling out hard times i mean they're still ranked 12th in the country but not the national championship contender that they once were but take advantage if you have a chance to get to this meet see spencer lee in action for one of the final times of his career as we get ready. It'll be Michigan after that, another duel, Big Tens right around the corner, and then, of course, NCAAs. It's a busy time around here. We got a ton to talk about, and we will keep you covered on Locked On Hawkeyes. Iowa, Illinois on Saturday. That will be a Fox game. Yes, that game will also be on Big Fox. So keep an eye out for that one. We'll break things down as the week continues. Take a look at the Illini, Illinois team that didn't play very well in the first half last night against Nebraska, but they bounce back and get the win. They have played so much better ever since they got rid of Sky Clark. They have been a different team. In fact, one of the hottest teams in the Big Ten. And mentioned it yesterday, our buddy Dave Creighton Jr. from the Hawkeye Huddle, uh, he uh, put this out, a scheduling anomaly as Iowa on Sunday play the second team in the Big Ten, second place team in the Big Ten in Rutgers, beat them. Tonight, second place team in the Big Ten, Northwestern, beat them. And now Saturday, who will they play? That's right, the second place team in the Big Ten. Now, if we just keep plucking off these teams in front of us, eventually oh, we're going to get close to that top spot. Double bye? Can we start thinking about that? Maybe a little bit too much optimism there. Still got plenty to do. Get it done on Saturday. We'll be back with you tomorrow here on Locked On Hawkeyes. We'll talk more basketball. We'll talk about the women's game, preview the matchup against Maryland, some wrestling, some football, reaction to Kirk Ferentz and his press conference all coming your way. Again, thanks for making Locked On Hawkeyes your first listen each and every day. Hit that subscribe button on YouTube. Always a big help and appreciation for you for doing that. Five-star reviews as well on the podcast side of things. And also, don't forget about our new podcast it's locked on basketball our experts isaac shoddy and andy Patton bring you everything you need to know on and off the floor plus you can hear from the big names the coaches the players throughout the college basketball landscape locked on college basketball available on youtube and wherever you get podcasts back with you tomorrow fun one as the hawks get it done 86 to 70 over Northwestern. Great offensive performance. A six point play for all intents and purposes by Peyton Sanford. What a night it was. Let's keep it rolling here on Lockdown Hawkeyes.